This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. At the Dallas 47, Prescott in the gun, back, throws it over the middle. That's intercepted. It's being returned down the right side to the 20, Jenkins to the 10, Jenkins into the end zone, and the Jaguars have beaten the Cowboys in overtime. Man. Playoffs, baby. They are they are in the playoffs. They are after the Giants beat the Commanders. When did you think the Cowboys, when did you make up your mind, they're winning this game or they're losing this game? Uh, that's a good question. Were you 50-50 until it ended? When... I thought they were losing the game. I, I thought after Dallas scored on the Noah Brown, I was like, they left too much time. They're going to go down here and score. And then when they got the fumbles, like, oh, game over, sweet. And then when I thought they initially ruled it, there were a couple different times where I thought, oh, this is, when I really thought it was over was when they went into overtime. I was like, I just don't think they're going to win. Like, this seems like a game they're going to lose. When they got the ball back, uh, now look, I picked Jacksonville, which I'm not seeing a bunch of Tolos giving me my props today. I'm not seeing all the local kiss-ass media homers uh, own. I, I saw them in the first half. Oh, look at Houston and Kansas City. It's a week-to-week league. Oh, some people thought the Cowboys were in trouble. Look at this first half. It's amazing. Oh, you all, all these cockroaches, cockroaches run hiding into the dark Wow! when, when the second half happens. No, you, you want to be kiss-ass homers. Own it when you're wrong about it. I got to be the bad guy saying this was going to happen. We we're on the verge of this happening, and now, you know, 30% of the angry Tolos light me up. They don't want to say nothing. They're, all of a sudden, Elon suspended them on Twitter. <laughs> Magical how that happens. Got but old, look, old Sean Orlovsky in the building. I still thought the Cowboys <laughs> were going to win the game, especially when they got the possession in overtime. I'm like, this is what Dak does. You do have to give him credit. He went down the field, possible game-winning drive, spinning left, third down, Noah Brown touchdown, and I was like, they're going to go ahead and they're gonna they're gonna win this. They're gonna get in field goal range. Unfortunately, Noah Brown cost them on that play. My biggest amazement from the entire day yesterday was the amount of Cowboy fans who are blaming Dak Prescott for the final interception. It's blown my mind. It's and that's why I said talking Dak is politics. You're dug in. You're incapable of acknowledging wrong on the other side. Like you just you're dug into your position. And whatever that person does is either perfect or it's the worst. It's crazy. That's Noah Brown's fault. Noah was too cowardly to talk to the media afterwards. Fortunately, he did go on social media and say, that is on me. But he did not address reporters. Jerry Jones snuck out as well. We'll have Jerry tomorrow at 830. Uh, Mike McCarthy was asked about both of Dak's interceptions. The thing is, you know, it's you have in the pocket and you have out of the pocket quarterback play and you know and just you know it, it, it goes this way sometimes I mean I, I don't know if he could have played much better in the first half um, and, and actually you know you take away two throws and that's and they all count so I'm not that kind of guy that doesn't count them all um, but you know I, I thought he played at a really high level today you know so um, but the, you know the two, the two the two interceptions definitely you know factored in the, you know the points for for Jacksonville so you know, we'll just uh, just keep working, keep plugging. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, keep diving into it. I, I, I get the I get the reason, the question and all that, but, you know, he's, uh, he's trying to do it the right way, that's for sure. The quote that was weird afterwards from McCarthy is, we got a bad bounce. Maybe he was talking about what, it in happens, Noah's chest? You know? oh. <laughs> the ball bounced out of Noah Brown's chest. Uh, it happens. That's it. 
We'll move on as they're just moving on to Philly on Saturday with the Cowboys open as a one-point favorite. It already moved to one and a half, but McCarthy said, unlucky bounce for us. Great play by them. I was ready to completely blame Dak for the first interception uh, with an inexcusable decision down near his own goal line. I've now seen some video from Dalton Miller where his arm did get deflected. Trying to make up my mind how much that affected the crazy overthrow, but Bobby has been working on me in the commercial breaks to convince me that that wasn't Dak's fault. Here's here's one of the things I don't like about yesterday. We we all agree generally Dak was able to do pretty much anything he wanted in the first half, right? Absolutely. Why do we come out in the second half and you run the ball 17 times for 36 yards? Why are you running the ball 17 times? Finish, well, finish him off. When, 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 when things got tense and then it was up, oh, got to throw the ball again, and we got to work to CD, they moved right down the field. And they scored. And it's like, what, what are we doing here? Why, why is this? Why does it take? I, I don't understand why it takes pressure for them to like start reacting to things. Just finish teams. They were up 21-7 at half. Obviously, that's not comfortable enough to just be able to start running. I was trying to find that excuse. 27 to 10 with 20 minutes left should be finish them off. 27 to 10 might be, do we hand it off a few times? I mean, you're up 17. See, but that's the thing is that you went up 27 to 10 and then you get the. They scored two touchdowns in two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, after that. because you, you get the what happens is you go, you end up 27, 17 after the Jaguars touchdown. Um, Look at Rex Ryan. This Cowboys team is soft. This defense is overrated. Look, Kelvin Joseph and the Dak pick got Jacksonville right back into the game. Kelvin Joseph and the Dak interception, whether his arm was hit or not, those were the two things that completely turned the momentum. Bam, just like that. And it was, it was, it was a three-point game after three quarters. It's just it's it's incredibly frustrating. Some things. The, one of the bigger things I want to hit on right now. Which, which, by the way, as we're seeing a replay up here on ESPN right now, Christian Kirk's first big catch of the game, a drive I think they scored on. Why is Anthony Barr lined up in the slot on Christian Kirk? Like, how do you let that happen? But one of the things that's really frustrating about this one is I want to know who, after halftime, let Jason Peters come back in for two series. What is that McCarthy? Is that Kellen Moore? Is that Joe Philbin? Who's running? Oh, I thought that he was a Hall of, I thought we had three Hall of Famers. Yeah, and after, I thought that's all the media told me. We had three Hall of Famers on the line. After that first half, Tyron was clearly better. Tyron was clearly playing much better. Here's what happens on the two drive like we get we get into the third quarter. Cowboys go eight plays, sixty-nine yards, make a field goal. Their next drive, they uh they come out, they make another field goal. Then they swap in Jason Peters. Dak immediately sacked for eight-yard loss. Dak gets that arm clipped, throws the interception. Next drive, Jason Peters comes in. Elliott for five. Elliott for minus two. Dak having to scramble over right end because he's getting pressured. And they, so you you waste two drives, basically, with Peters in there, who was bad on just about every rep of those five, those five plays. I don't, I don't understand what you were doing there. You were, you were doubling per play your yardage with Tyron in there as opposed to Jason Well, was Tyron up to playing after having this amount of time off every single rep, every single series? He's fresh. He should be fresh. And, and during every series when Jason Peters was playing, Tyron had his helmet off on the sideline and was doing pass sets the entire time. He was So he was, like, trying to stay loose. And so I, I just – I think that was the, – the two if – you're, if you're telling me a player on offense and a player on defense that I really – Want to want to put some of this blame on? It's Jason Peters at tackle. It's Kelvin Joseph at corner. All right, we got Brad Sham coming coming up at eight forty. We're giving away Cowboys Eagles tickets during the Expressway. All right, so that's taking place the rest of this hour. All right, at any time we could send you to Arlington for Christmas Eve Cowboys against Filthy. Up oh, before we leave the Cowboys, let's actually get to so. This is weird. This whole thing is weird. Jerry Jones, according to USA Today, said Odell is going to join us. Odell Beckham is going to join us. That's it. There's a good chance he will with the complete goal of getting ready for a playoff game or two. Then I'll look to the future, but most of it being about now. Jerry joined Christy Scales on the pregame show yesterday, 
because he did not talk to the media afterwards. And Christie asked him about Odell. Well, the answer is yes in the future. Now, what's the future? And a lot of that has to do with this whole equation. Well, the question, but my particular question about the future is could it be this postseason or more likely 2023 regular Again, season? Again, we'll just have to see how this works out. It's a moving, a moving thing, moving target. What, what do you he's see? A, is- he's evolving in his reality. What, what does that mean? What is he talking about? Are you signing? What, translate it. They're not signing him, and he doesn't want to say that yet. That's what it means to me. So you don't believe he's going to be signed? I don't think so. Why did he tell he, USA he, Today he, oh, Odell's going to join us? And then immediately say, we think he will. As somebody, I was talking with somebody on the beat about this on Friday. Was this Friday when this came out? Yes. Yeah, and so I was talking to somebody about this on Friday, and as their point was, and I think you've got experience with this too, having done the morning show with him for so long, Jerry, you cannot just read what Jerry says. Like, like, like a straight read, a, a transcript of what he said can be very, there's a, a lot of times it's him gathering his thoughts and as he's he's talking through it, some word salad comes out and he sometimes there's a collection of words there that is not what he was trying to say. And so you've really got to hear him deliver it to understand what he said. And that to me, the fact that he immediately comes back and says, we have a good shot. I, I don't think he was, I think he probably just kind of tripped over his words a little bit and he wasn't saying we're actually adding it. Because why didn't USA Today blast this? Why wasn't this a bigger headline, a bigger story? He got the sentence. Odell's going to join us. Yeah. That's the sentence. That, that that that's over. That confirms it. You would think so. Would and, think as, so. and as soon as as soon as like I tweeted it out and a couple other people tweeted it, it blows up instantly. And it's like, well, USA Today. I don't know why you were. You guys, you guys should be probably pushing things like this on your social media. Yeah, are you proud of it or not? Meanwhile, the NFC East basically ended. It did end yesterday in part because of this. Calls for the football. He's going to run. He's at the 20, 15, 10, 5. Goodbye. Touchdown. That was the call on Eagles radio. So Jalen Hurts threw two early interceptions, and then he ran for three, like, one-yard scores. The Eagles beat the Bears 25-20, and 13-1, and a lot of the intrigue and drama, some would say, is sucked out of Saturday night, Saturday afternoon for Cowboys and Filthy. I still have all the intrigue and drama. You kidding me? I, I want to see exactly how many post-play flags are going to be thrown because of, you know, Eagles pushing and shoving Micah Parsons. There, there's still a lot of intrigue in this one for me just because of that factor. And gosh, you know the way Sirianni is. How, how much do you want to bet Sirianni comes out in warm-ups and he's wearing like a Jalen Hurts shirt? Oh, That's yeah. such a Sirianni move. Like, let me go walk around the stadium in a Jalen Hurts shirt. And I want to see how these two match up. Yeah, I, th- I think this is important for the Cowboys to plant a seed of doubt in Philadelphia. Like, if we see you again, we kick your ass in Arlington. We have this matchup over you. And are you surprised the Cowboys are favored by a point and a half? They're favored right now. It hasn't swung at all? No, it's 1.5. Wow. That is surprising to me. I, 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 would, I mean, to me, Philly's an easy, easy favorite for this one. I agree. I would, like, go and rush to bet the Eagles – Right now. So that's what happened in one NFC East game. Here's the one last night that made the Cowboys a playoff team back-to-back years for the first time since 06-07. Barkley in the Wildcat. Keeps it. Runs left. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. Saquon Barkley from three yards out. His ninth rushing touchdown of the season. And the Giants cap off a Monmouth. Gigantic 97-yard drive. A little bit of controversy in this game with Terry McLaurin. Lining up incorrectly, early pass interference, but the Cowboys needed the Giants to win to get in, and that is what happened. Giants beat the Commanders, who feel a little bit robbed last night. Cowboys are in the postseason. Yeah, and it it feels great. Uh, I I think there's nothing more satisfying coming out of this Sunday than you're into the playoffs. You're You're back on in there, baby. You're still 10-4. and All right. Sorry, I'm being a little too Mike Bassett last right week, now. Last week, people, a lot of cow, some Cowboy homers were acting like we were 14 and 0, and now people are forgetting this morning they're still 10 and 4. Okay, you're going to be favored, I would think, going into Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers, who blew a 17 point lead against Joe Burrow and the Bengals before losing that one. They had four turnovers, four turnovers in the third quarter alone. Who? 
and five in the second half. So that's what happened yesterday. Anything else in the National Football League? Jump out to you. Detroit with a last-second win in New York against the Jets. Saturday night was incredible, except for the Browns and the Ravens. You had Buffalo in the snow and the biggest comeback in NFL history, along with the World Cup yesterday morning for an amazing sports weekend. And we actually got Denver and Arizona to hit the over. Oh, did they? They did. They combined for 39. But, hey, you get your first win since October, and it's the game that Russell Wilson sits out. Max Duggan also declares for the NFL draft out of TCU yesterday. Yes, now that's a little... So this has been frustrating, I know, to NFL teams a little bit. Um, Because of the COVID year, we're going to have to deal with this for like five years. Because of the COVID year, everybody got an extra... Because of the way COVID went, the, the NCAA granted everybody an extra year of eligibility if they wanted to take it. So he's a senior... He's, he's, he's leaving, but he has an extra year of eligibility that he can cash in on. And so he's just declaring that he's not going to cash in on that eligibility and he's going to go. A lot of these NFL teams are like, just announce if you're going back for your eligibility. We'll assume you're coming in. Let's send you to the game on Saturday or give you an amazing Christmas present that you can re-gift to someone else. Cowboys, Eagles, ticket giveaway next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Huge play here. Lawrence out of the gun, back to throw. Throws the ball to the right. Touchdown. Walk the dog. Brad Sham will join us at 840. Choppy is out sick today, probably from that second half performance from the Cowboys losing to Jacksonville. It's Sean and Bobby on DFW Sports Station 105.3 The Fan. What do we think about Trevor Lawrence now? Basics boy. Ooh, um, he was good. He was good? He was good. Or was he great? No, no. He, he was... Do you think Dak definitely played better than him? Um... So it's, it's hard for me to gauge because here's how I look at Lawrence is that when he's just standing in the pocket and he's throwing, I thought he was good. Where he was great was when he escaped and extended plays and was able to spot broken coverage. So I think just a, a general drop back, read the field, throw, he was good. But the problem, like he, his escapability was really impressive. Like, like I, I mean, there were three or four sacks that he got out of that then turned into like 20 yard plays. And... I mean, that's a that's a ding on the Cowboys for not finishing. I cannot wait to hear Dan Quinn weigh in on that today. When he talks to the media, I want to hear him talk about the missed tackles and the failure to wrap up. Dan Quinn be getting criticized with killing Kellen Moore after they score 34. Cowboys surrender 40, 223 passing yards and three touchdowns to Lawrence in the second half. They allowed a season high in points and yards, but the untouchable Dan Quinn He'd we, be getting touched up today. Look, look, he, he, you know, even your voice right there. I don't, I don't like like, hey, wait, wait, back well, off. No, because back this, off. Is, this is where I'm going to go with this. You've lost two starting corners. You've lost your, you've, you've lost your starting linebacker, the guy that you really lean on. In Vanderish. You, you lost the defensive tackle that Dan Quinn helped push for to try and get here to fix your running game. Like, I mean, there's. I, I, there's there's only so much you can do. Like, like a lot of where they were getting burned yesterday, they were getting burned on two fronts, I feel like. Calvin Joseph, 
Which, look, if you want to... Dan Quinn probably shoulders a lot of blame for the Calvin Joseph pick. Because I think the... I think a lot of the personnel department that had done their research on Calvin Joseph was like, watch this guy, okay? This is a guy that is is going to burn you off the field. You better really be sure. We, we like his talent, but you better really be sure. And generally, it's it's coaches who will step in and say, I can fix him. It's like the the girl who thinks like, I can fix the bad boy. Right. I, you know, I, I can change him. That Coaches generally have that feeling with talented players who are headaches off the field. And so if you want to give him some like Maybe that one is his. The The issue with the linebackers, like, you've got Anthony Barr, who's kind of, you know, over the hill at this point, was added late in camp. You've got another guy playing most of the snaps at linebacker who wasn't even supposed to play this year because of surgery. And so, I, I mean, there's got to be some responsibility on the players. Micah Parsons, one sack in the last two games as a team. What have they figured out against y'all? I mean, like I said, we're not we're not getting traditional looks. Obviously, way more chips. Uh, balls coming out way faster. There's not a lot of drop back, more play action. Um, you know, boot passes that's being thrown on if they are, they're quicker passes. Um, so, obviously, uh, it's a lot more quick game against us than if you were to look at any other game where there's more drop back, more things like that. So, I mean, uh, it's tough, but, I mean, if you look at the film, we're getting different game plans. So, uh, we got to expect that and change our game plan. Uh, Jags Twitter having fun. Eagles Twitter really having fun with Micah Parsons yesterday. Uh, is Micah going to say that Trevor's a system quarterback? Uh, Micah talking all this smack about Philly, get his ass kicked by Jacksonville. And this is what you get when you talk as much as Micah does. He's approaching hot noise territory. Ooh. Back it back back it down a little bit. Hard disagree. Turn it down. Turn it down. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Why? Because there he backs it up with his play. There is no like like I understand the last few weeks, but we're talking about a guy who has twenty six sacks and what like thirty two career game. Like he's, I, I think he backs it up, and he's. If there's anybody on this team who I think is is allowed to to yeah. share their thoughts on it, it would be Micah, and and, and Micah to his credit. Noah Brown dipped. Looks, Noah, Noah Brown think- dipped out on us. Other guys clearly didn't want to talk to us. Yeah, Micah Parsons Micah- stood up there and was like. No excuses. We 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 were bad. Like like we we failed. Like Micah will stand up there and he'll take anything you Has throw. Has Micah at him. been missing lately? Uh, on the field? Yeah. Um. N- I don't think it's that simple because it's like he just mentioned there. When you see they do so much of the misdirection stuff. You remember that first drive that Jacksonville scored on yesterday, where they ran like it felt like five reverses and RPOs and stuff like that. That threat that like causes hesitation. You can't just pin your ears back and rush. Right. And so it's difficult. Mike has got to stay home. He's got to figure out. What's, and then he, you know, he's got to make sure he doesn't lose the edge. And then it's all right, let's rush. And Look, man, all I'm saying is between I'll never blow another 14 point lead. Uh, Jalen Hurst doesn't deserve the MVP. Uh, I'm the, we're not voting for you, Biden. I don't think it's unreasonable. <laughs> I don't think it's unreasonable to say, yo, you might want to. If I was Cowboys PR, I would say. Can you can you tone it down a little bit? I think it's. I, well, let's see what happens on Saturday. Let's see what happens uh, with you know all the talking. But hey, we can agree to disagree. But I mean, but if you want if you want him to hey, let's pull that back. Let's not be such an alpha. Like, don't you agree? That's like what, part of what makes him the player he is. Yeah, but I wasn't saying that about the the hot noise with Tank. Putting, like with, putting up with his this, six. Yeah, putting up his six sacks. Where was he yesterday? Uh, I mean, he was in Jacksonville somewhere. Let's talk about the MIA Cowboys. You want to go Michael Gallup or Tank or someone else? Uh, Michael Gallup's a problem right now. And I, I really like Michael Gallup, and I think that... I thought he busted out of this mental slump. I thought we were past it. I thought the Giants game, like, we had broken free. We, we had moved on. You know what? Brian always used to say that in order to make sure Dez was engaged, you had to get him the ball early. Like, it was just, if he was taken out of the game in the first half, it was t- tough for him to find a rhythm. T.O. used to kind of be like that. You had to make sure you got T.O. some touches early. They were doing that with Michael Gallup to get him back in a rhythm. You remember there were those, uh, like, you had the game, I think, against Detroit and a couple other ones where he had, like, all of his catches in the first half and then, like, yeah. a target in the second. I kind of feel, and you remember they drew up a really easy in one of these games, like, all right, let's just draw him up a play action boot, two yard gain, just get the ball in his hands, get him feeling good. They got I think they gotta do that more. 
Like, like if they want Michael Gallup engaged, I think he's one of these players that he's got to touch the ball early. Did he comment on Odell coming here? I know yeah. CD signed off and and, and uh, um, did Gallup sign off? Yeah, Gallup signed off in the locker and on NFL Network. Ty signed off as well. All right, uh, these are some of the games for Gallup. Actually, I'll just go through his whole season. It won't take long. Uh, let's see. Two catches, four catches, two catches, zero, four, four, three, five, four, two, one. Do you have his targets? His targets are three, five, seven, two, six, seven, four, eight, seven, six, two. He's got 31 catches on 57 targets. That is not great. For 339 yards. He uh, he he obviously was dealing with some confidence stuff earlier. I think they did believe they had figured it out. But again, he may be one of these guys that you just got to put the ball in his hands early. Because if, if you... If you're not putting the ball in his hands early, he checks out of the game. And not a, not like a pouting sort of way. I think it's just difficult for him to like. I think he gets frustrated at himself and starts beating himself like, man, gosh, I got to make a play. And he starts pressing. It's a little bit like what CD had to overcome this year that he has and, and has bounced back from. I think Gallup's going through that a little bit now. It's just it's a little odd that it's we're talking about year five and this is his issue. Anyone else MIA? A couple Tolos are texting about digs, but I think the fact that we didn't Notice digs. That's a good thing. It's like an umpire. You don't want to be noticed. Was he on Kirk most of the time? Uh, no, Kirk was pretty much bland all day, except when for some reason they stuck Anthony Barr on him to allow a thirty-yard reception. Star of Durant uh, bland. No, he had he had Ingram a lot. Um, like, he, he should there have been a digs on Zay Jones move at some point in this game? Maybe. Yeah. I I, I mean honestly, this is going to be. T- I got to. I want to know how Nashawn Wright came out of this game because you remember the last time we saw Nashawn Wright. He was getting helped off the field and looked like they were looking at him for some sort of... Concussion. Yeah. And so that was the last we saw of him. So if he's got some sort of issue, if he's out, are we just rolling right back to Kelvin Joseph who you just benched? Like, I mean, that's tough. But no, I I think generally you're right. Like MIA for a corner is good. Are you going to throw at Kelvin? Are you going to throw at Trayvon Diggs if you have Kelvin Joseph on the other side right now? Like, I I don't know that it matters so much. Like, even if... All right, go put Diggs on Zay Jones. All right, okay, cool. We're going to throw to Evan Ingram now. Like, wherever, go find Kelvin Joseph and throw the ball at him. Like, I think that's just the plan. But Demarcus Lawrence, in general, the pass rush. The pass rush has obviously had their issues. Anthony Barr was really bad yesterday. Anthony Barr is is so hot and cold. There are some games where he's been really good and some games where he's been bad. And so I think those are the ones that, you know, really stand out. Jason Peters. Well, although Jason Peters is an MIA, I definitely saw him out there and noticed him, but in a bad way. All right, we're about to give away Cowboys-Eagles tickets for Saturday. The Cowboys are favored by a point and a half, even though NFC East isn't officially officially over, but it's 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 officially over. Uh, so we're going to give that away thanks to Miller Lite coming up in just a few minutes here on DFW Sports Station. Your Cowboy calls at 8 o'clock, Brad Sham at 840. Did you get trolled in Duval after crosstalk? Duval. After crosstalk on Friday? No, so uh, apparently E.T. was in the building. He Now, he didn't have any of those like... like entertainment tonight? No, no, our, 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 our buddy producer E.T. from 1010XL. Oh. Who was playing the music. Who uh, was really the star, I thought, of Crosstalk the he other was. day. He was. Like when we asked, like, what else is Jacksonville known for than the Jaguars? Punching you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And good. so I, I didn't see him. There. I saw his name was on the media list. I never ran into him. So I don't know if he was actually up there. But I, I was excited. I was thinking I was going to see E.T. out there. But no, it was. Uh, so you that, flew out Saturday? Saturday. Yeah, we flew out Saturday. We got there around, uh, I believe it was like 5.30 Jacksonville time or something like that. And so. I was really excited because I've heard so... You remember, we talked about this on Friday. There was so much dumping on Jacksonville for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, this is a city that doesn't deserve a Super Bowl. They they weren't prepared, you know. City, which I brought that up Friday, and I was hoping they didn't remember what happened here with our Super Bowl, thankfully. (laughs) The ice. They did not bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. So... But no, Jacksonville was crapped on by the entire country for hosting the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And I was thinking... This is probably unrealistic expectations. This is probably them, you know, being too harsh. And then Choppy was talking about, like, I actually really like Jacksonville. My grandparents were there, but I think you said My you were okay with Jacksonville. My brother went to law school there. Or you went once, right? Even once. And you were okay with it? Uh, nothing jumped out. It turns out you can judge a book by its cover. A hundred percent. Like, like you, you can trust the Rotten Tomatoes reviews on the city of Jacksonville. <laughs> 
dude, we get there. We're staying at a, I won't say what hotel, even though they're gone. We're, we're at this hotel, though. And we get there. And typically when you get there, you get off the bus and they've got a table with like all these envelopes. And it's like, hey, you know, Dan Quinn, Nick Eatman, like everybody with the team who's with the team ha just has their key cards already set out. That way they don't have to check in. They don't have to be in the lobby, anything else. When they do have to go to the lobby, it's usually kind of roped off because there are a few fans who find out what hotel they're at and they, they come hang around. This, this hotel... While they did have card key set out, a bunch of people from the team ended up having to come back down and go, my card's not working. And so it's like, all right, this is a great start for you, Jacksonville. Right. And like Dan Quinn's in line behind me, like well. trying to get his card fixed. And there's nothing roped off. And so you have like a dozen Cowboys fans just walking up to him while he's in line. And he's like, hey, thanks. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. And I was like, this is kind of an S show already. And I was like, maybe this isn't representative of the whole city, though. I mean, I mean, maybe the the alleged best hotel in the city that needs to house the Dallas Cowboys, maybe they're just an S show. <laughs> but as, as John Machota from The Athletic pointed out to me, he's like, that should be a pretty good indicator. Like, this city's not used to hosting anything relevant. People don't come here. Right. And so I'm like, all right, this is this is uh, this is a little questionable here. They had Micah Parsons going to some signing. He had to go there. And again, because it's not roped off. He's walking, having to walk through the lobby, and Cowboys fans are like, this is, I was getting a little nervous, because Cowboys fans are like putting their hands on his chest to stop him and like put their cameras oh, in his face, and I was man. like, this this has a, a chance to go really sideways. But ultimately, he just, you know, hey, thanks, cool, appreciate y'all, and, and walked through and went to his signing event. So Here are the things I wrote down from your Twitter account. Yep. I have uh, Def Leppard, Bob Ross, Smelly, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Puke. Yes. Um, I have uh, painted on chicken wings, jukebox, and we, stripper. I go to this bar. I, I look for a sports bar. There's no good sports bars in Jacksonville. There's no, there's no like Buffalo Wild Wings or any like just chain. And then the actual bars there. I was just Googling around trying to go find somewhere to watch Buffalo game with John. And we're looking around and. With Machota. Yeah. There's, there's a bar around the corner. It doesn't open till 10. Which I think is weird that a bar on a Saturday night is open from ten to two only. I was like, okay, that's a sports bar. We found another bar that on a Saturday, Wait, ten what? Ten p.m. They don't open till ten p.m. Ten p.m. They wow. had another bar around the corner that closes at ten p.m. on a Saturday night in downtown Jacksonville. Wow. And and just like driving into Jacksonville and then getting in the Uber to drive over there, 
I was like, this isn't even an aesthetically pleasing city. It's ugly. And it, it smells like creek water. Like, who would want to live here? So I'm in the car. My Uber driver is a Jacksonville Jaguar season ticket holder. He's immediately just bitching about, like, the ticket office didn't look out for us. They never do. They've jacked up the prices. They know Cowboys fans are going to come in here. Like, like, I wish this city would look out for their own fans more. How much of more. a takeover was there in the stadium? Half. It was half about half. half. Yeah, it was about half. Uh, but, I mean, he told me, he said, this is the first legitimate sellout we've had since the 2017 playoff game, and the whole east side of the stadium was Bills fans. Really? Even then, for playoff games. Wow. So, we get into this bar. It's all Cowboys fans. And we walk in, and I'm just like, there's no clear if you're supposed to sit down or what. So we finally find a bartender who will talk to us and say, oh, it's open seating. It's like, okay, well, there's literally trash at every table. What do you want me to do? (laughs) And so like, oh, I'll come clean it. She comes by like 20 minutes later and cleans it up. But we're sitting there in this bar. Music was great. They're playing 80s stuff. It was cool. But I'm like looking around. I'm looking at the TV. You've got Bob Ross, the art of or the joy of painting is on one of the TVs next to the Buffalo Bills game. Like kept on the TV. It was on there the entire night. It's like when you go to an Indian restaurant and they have like the Indian soap opera on. It's just like kept on there. Uh, they have Bob Roth. Maybe, I mean, are they tripping? An acid bar? I, ooh, I mean, in Jacksonville, anything's possible. If a pawn shop were a city, it would be Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> That's what my biggest takeaway was from it. No, I'm going to read your email. What the blank even is Jacksonville? He wrote this to uh, RJ and myself and Peyton. Chop asked on Friday who in the world even identifies with country pride. County pride is what I meant. County pride, but I get it now. I'd tell people I was from Duval instead of Jacksonville if I lived here too. If a pawn shop were a city, it would be Jacksonville. There aren't even any good aesthetics. It looks dirty. The whole city smells like creek water. The only reason Cleveland is called the mistake on the lake is because Jacksonville is by the ocean. Uh, And then he goes into the stripper and puking. Yeah, so we get in there, and I don't even notice it. Cowboys PR walks in about two hours into John and I being there and just kind of goes up, and Joe Trahan jokingly tells me, he goes, you going to wish Jagdall happy birthday? I was like, who the hell's Jagdall? And he points to the wall. Is that their mascot? Their weird mascot? It is like a stripper who has an entire wall poster up yes. that goes, happy birthday, Jagdall. Yes. And it's like, okay. that that's, Was she there? Yes. She was there and she had a, like, I, I mean, she had her whole entourage with her. And it's this, we, we go up to the bar. We're, we're trying to order drinks at one point. There's no line. I literally step up to the bar. John clocked it each time. I waited 20 minutes each time to just get a drink given to me. And there's, they weren't busy. They just kept going, we'll, we'll be right with you. And coming back. And Did I'm you just, throw glass like choppy? I was I was close, yeah. and I looked over. I happened to look over. There was this guy standing behind me, a Cowboys fan from out of town. And he goes, like, he said, this is the slowest service I've ever seen. And he points to this wall. They have a, a chalkboard with crappy tippers where they write down your name, your bill, and how much you tip. No way. Or didn't tip. Oh, and they the guy, call you out, put you on blast. And the guy was like, I see why that board is so big now. And he's like, I'm missing my kids growing up. Standing here at the bar waiting waiting for this. And so like I, I get wow. the I finally get the lady it's to like come. It's like if you run out on your bill, you go to the convenience store and they have your credit card. Yes. Your they do this for bad tips, but you actually side with the customer. Uh she wa- she walked up to the, the bartender and she was finally taking my order and they, they hold on to your card and she's giving it back to me near the end of the night and she goes, uh she says, Here you go. I said, Do you have you ever mixed up cards? I was just making conversations like you, you ever given somebody back the wrong card or lost it? And she goes, I did that tonight. I was like, What? And she's like, I handed back somebody the wrong card. Somebody ended up running $500 worth of stuff on somebody's debit card because they thought it was theirs and like it ended up getting declined. I'm like, what is your operation here? What are you doing? We go and then like we're getting near the end and John is just super uncomfortable. He's like, this feels like the parts of Detroit I was told not to go in when I was growing up. He's like this whole city. And he said, some guy just walked up to me when I was standing over there ordering food and said, I'm from Nicaragua. Can you understand me? And he's like, huh? And he's like, can you understand my English? I'm from Nicaragua. And he's like, dude, I don't, I'm getting out of here. So I said, all right, we'll call an Uber. Let me go to the bathroom. I go to the re- restroom. To, it's just one bathroom. I go in there. There is a, a literal defecation floating in the toilet. And you guys know my, sen- my sensitivity. See, I'm already like getting a little gaggy. I threw up right there in like on top of everything. Oh, you yeah. added to it? Yeah. And look, I wanted to fit in with Jacksonville, so I didn't flush it. I just walked out. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I did, like, stick my foot up there and, like, press it down with my foot. Yeah. But, man, it was 
It was the gross. Uh, we landed yesterday, and I was like, "Is there an urgent care open where I can get a tetanus shot?" <laughs> That's the worst travel city you've been to. It's the worst city I've been to for anything ever. Have you been to Detroit? I haven't. I haven't really been. I haven't. I haven't been to Detroit, but like that city. It's not worse than going to, to Green Bay. That city is a bleeding scab. It is disgusting. <laughs> there is like I was. You remember us taking shots at Green Bay a little bit. But yeah. it was more just for saying, like, how do you have an NFL team here? This is like great, like that was it. But it was just more like a small town. Like Green Bay was at least nice, and it, and it wasn't filled with like you know. Cra- like, Sean, when was the last time you saw a cigarette vending machine? <laughs> Long time. They have them in there, and it's not an aesthetic. It is you can order it. They've updated it with vapes. Maybe in Arlington. <laughs> they're they're like Marlboro One Hundred Reds you can buy in there. And I like I was showing like I was showing people in the press box the pictures like look at this. Nick Eatman saw it. He's like, I haven't th- I haven't seen that since the nineties. What is it like? It's like they got to smoke t- in the bar. Yeah, there are people smoking. I don't think you're allowed to, but there are people were and you and they did not look like the type of people you would tell you can't smoke in here. And like it's funny we were we just looked at it, it's like this team got a this city got an NFL team in 1995 and just said let's live in this this year forever. Why? Why? This has been such a good year. Why? Why do anything else? It is. I just. I would just say this: if you are going, if you're considering going to Jacksonville, don't. Other than the the great Tolos who I ran into while I was there, I, I ran into a couple of them. Uh, the first one, Danny Barton, who said that Sean and RJ is his his number one show yeah. for anything. Period. National or local, he listens to it all the time. Uh, he was very nice. He bought me a beer. Um, and so he had gone to some signing event, some fan event at the hotel. Um, but, but he was very nice and, and couldn't say enough good things about the station here. Uh, and then shout out to, uh, Tom Wasson, who, uh, used to live around here. I didn't realize this till like a year ago. He was this big Tola, super obsessed. And he found out from his wife when he mentioned my name, like, Oh, I like this Bobby Buck guy. He talks about Dak, blah, blah. His wife goes, I worked with him 10 years ago and I didn't realize they were a couple. And so I got to visit with somebody I hadn't seen in about 10 years that I used to work with. Nice. Got to say hi to him. But he he was saying that in Jacksonville, he's like, we've only got 10-10 and it's awful. And so he's like, he's like, the he's station like, we cross talk with. He's like, I still, yeah, the station that got our station wrong. Uh, and so <laughs> he, uh, he still, like he said, he's still every day just like listens to the Odyssey app nonstop. And he's like, this is, that's like, you know, the, uh, the oasis in the desert for me out here in Jacksonville. But nice. if you're considering, Moving to Jacksonville, don't. Uh, if you are considering visiting Jacksonville, uh, get tested when you return home um, for, you know, STDs, whatever else. And, like, even if you don't sleep with anybody when you're out there, just, like, I feel like the breath. Walk around with a condom? My word, yeah. Just, just like, 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 literally, like, go in there with one of those Breaking Bad, like, chem suits. Hazmat. Oh, my gosh. Let's send you to Arlington. Thanks to Miller Lite. That's right, Tolos. Caller number 10 right now at 877-881-1053 wins a pair of tickets to see your Dallas Cowboys take on the Philadelphia Eagles on at t Stadium on Saturday, courtesy of Miller Lite. That's caller number 10 right now at 877-881-1053. There it is. Game of the year on Saturday, sending you to Arlington, and the Cowboys are a one-and-a-half-point favorite. How about that? Cowboy calls coming up at 8 o'clock this morning here on Sean and RJ. Choppy out sick. Bobby Belt uh, holding it down right here Got on DFW Sports Station. Where where do you want to go to? You want around the NFL? You want high school football slash Deion Sanders setting the record straight? You want more Cowboy? Oh. I'm trying to say Cowboy calls for 8 o'clock yeah, this we, morning. Yeah, we, we, we've... NFL like, spending? Why did the league put out this memo? That's That's weird. interesting. Let's go to the NFL spending thing because I think that that's pretty interesting. And this is the report that came out yesterday uh, from Adam Schefter. And I think there were a couple others who also had the report. Um, But this is from Pro Football Talk kind of referencing it. They say that Adam Schefter uh, reports that the NFL told teams collectively they have spent $800 million on fired coaches and front off executives over the past five years. And Florio wrote about this. He said, why would the league office care about whether owners have to finance buyouts for coaches and executives? Yeah. Has no impact on the operation or profitability of the league, at least not directly. But they don't want to see this turnover anymore. And it's tough because they're going to see probably Nathaniel Hackett get fired. They're probably going to see, you know, Lovey Smith get fired, be one and done guys. But the idea here is that the league's like, we have got to stop encouraging all this turn like we need to have some more stability here and so i love how they send out a reminder as if like these billionaire businessmen already haven't kept track of 
how much money has gone down the drain to people no longer employed for them. Hey, right, here's just a reminder, New York Giants. You're paying three former head coaches as if you guys didn't know this already. There and and look, this is this is hardly a new consideration, which is why I do think it's fun. Maybe they're just trying to show it cumulatively. Like, look as a league what you guys are spending, and maybe that'll hit with them a little bit more than what they do on their own. Um, or maybe get some pressure from other owners of like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, like have some more stability here. But this is not a new consideration because I know it's been... RJ had a big problem with this. RJ, of course, does not like being told what to do. Uh, like, no, like, no. Like, where, where you, like you, you many can't... of the other insurrectionists, he doesn't oh, like being told what to do. And he's like, don't tell me how to run my team. You know, don't, don't tell me who to hire and what type of consistency to have. And, you know, this is weird. This yeah, is very weird. It, it is weird. But, like, again, I think it's there's there's the NFL. An underlying Rooney rule motivation here. Very well could be. Because, um, I mean, it's interesting. You think, of, like, we're talking about Lovey Smith being a potential one and done. Brian Flores obviously didn't stay around very long. Cully was out. Steve Wilkes, who's doing really good in Carolina right now. You remember he was one and done in Arizona because they just wanted to get Cliff Kingsbury in there. And so that that could be a factor into it. But, uh, you know, it's it's funny because there have been several teams, even some here locally. I'm joking about Choppy. He wasn't at the Capitol. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, there have been several, several teams in the NFL, even some here probably locally over the years, that have chosen to let's just instead of mass firing a bunch of people here that we don't want we'll ride out this last year because i don't feel like paying out these contracts so that has been a consideration that's nothing new but the nfl clearly not thrilled with with some of the i think the nfl would love it if every team operated like the pittsburgh steelers yeah to be honest like i I think that's the way they want the nfl to run and the way to operate here the guys gone panthers matt rule four years left Seven years, sixty million. Colts fired Frank Reich. Four years left. He got nine million a year. Nine million a year for Frank Reich. Titans fired GM John Robinson. Four full years remaining. He signed an extension this past February. The Giants are paying three different head coaches. Seven teams fired their head coach either during or after the 2021 season. Jags, Bears, Vikings, Giants, Dolphins, Broncos, Texans. Two others had vacancies. Because of resignations with the Raiders and the Saints. So that's $800 million on fired coaches over the past five seasons. Do you think this is in reference at all to the Raiders? Who we've heard reports are so cash poor at this point that they can't even fire Josh McDaniels if they mm. wanted to. I wonder if that's the thing is that they're concerned that like we're putting bad products out there because you guys. Maybe that's some of the motivation. You're putting bad products out there because you've made such poor decisions that then you feel you can't fire coaches that need to be fired. All right. Speaking of financial decisions. This is where I love you because you and I both have, and Choppy too, we have this little evilness in us, this little <laughs> sick satisfaction. So we're, this, we're no Pat Donies here. Th- no, we are not Pat Doney. This, love you, Pat. This guy who caught Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball in Arlington, he lost. Well, he won, but he lost. And I ended up being wrong about this. So Corey Yeomans, whose wife works for Mike Fisher... In his website, right? I don't know what else she does. Bree? Bree Amaranthus. Bree Amaranthus. Yeah. Uh, I guess she was a bachelorette contestant. Her husband caught this ball in Arlington, and he turned down $3 million because he thought he could get more putting it up for auction. The auction ended over the weekend. The ball sold for $1.5 million. So he was mm. offered three, said no, and now has to ultimately settle for half. half yeah, I mean, ultimately, like... You're a millionaire. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody's going to be crying about that. But it is... It's yeah, a, but I'm one of those types of people, all I'll think about is the is the one and a half loss, not the one and a half gained. Well, yeah, and it's... it's. I it, wish I wasn't like it's, that. It's probably more significant than that. Because when you run out of the 1.5 million, you're thinking, man, I could have had double this. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like if I had 1.5 million, I wouldn't run out of 1.5 million. No, but maybe, maybe I I'm think, too. I think, I think things have changed in this economy. Trajanwealth.com. You need to hit them up. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe 1.5 million, you're good to go. You think right now today, you would still work? Yeah, but that's what I mean. I don't think I'd ever reach point where it's like, oh crap, I gotta go back to work. Like, like I think I'd probably keep working. And you can't retire from now until the 
end with 1.5 million. I don't. No, think. but if you go, we're getting into like. Five, but if you go like, put it in like a CD or something like, like just like basically stored away. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't have to live off of that, right? Or maybe you live off like partially it and stuff. So they're different. So things he gambled do. and he lost. Well, and here's the other thing. He he got 1.5 instead of three. But you also got to remember that was just a three million dollar offer. Like he got 1.5. That's what it sold for. But these auction houses, according to Forbes, take 10 to 20 percent of yeah. the sales cost. So we're talking about him losing potentially 150 to 300,000 there too. So he lost probably more than half of it. So this made, this made me feel good. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy cuz I'm jealous. And he bodied a Tolo out of the way. I didn't like the way he physically bullied this Tolo to push him out of the way to get the ball. Uh so I'm happy would, he lost. Would you uh, would you have accepted the 3 million offer or would you have said no I'm going to auction? No, I thought it was going to go for more. I would have lost. I would have made really? his, I would have made his same decision cuz I was like Yankees Judge, uh, comparing it to past baseballs, but Bassett and KMC, they, I think they tried to warn us. RJ was like, "Take the three mil," and I was like, "No, this will go for more than that. This it, it definitely will." And I would have ended up making the same wrong decision. Now that you're judge and you've got like your your exorbitant millions, do you think he kept an eye on the auction at all? I was like, mm, "I'll pay one point five. No, like, you don't think he was watching it? You know what's interesting? Uh, I was sitting with John Machado when this this we were sitting at the bar the night that was happening, and. Um, John was watching the auction. It was ticking down. It was at like 1.3, and then they added an extra wait, 30 wait, wait. minutes. Y'all were at the bar watching the auction? No, he pulled up the auction because he knew it was getting sold that night. And so he's like, oh, wait, let me see if it sold. Wow. And he opened it, and it was near the end. It was at 1.3 million. He's like, I guess somebody's just going to super bid it up at the last second. Right. That's what he was expecting. Yeah. And then it got out of the last second, and they extended it by 30 minutes. And yeah, they added another 30 minutes to time just so you can't wait till the last second and then steal it at the end. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Jared's Lucas shoes for the auction. Oh. Someone, so my, my boy Samir hooked him up with a signed pair of Luca shoes for Sandlot. Someone had it at 7K. At the last second, someone tried to bid 38000 on Sunday and last, last weekend, and the computer like froze up. So Jared's charity lost that on 31 extra thousand because of that last second attempt. Let's do cowboy calls 877 881 1053. Star up, star down. For the way that game ended, 877-881-1053 here on Sean and Bobby. Your Cowboy phone calls next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 